Good morning and welcome on this very breezy Palm Sunday morning. Just a couple of liturgical notes this morning. Um, as we have done in years past, we will have the procession of the palms with all glory, laud, and honor immediately following the homily or sermon. And then um, at that point, as we sing all glory, laud, and honor, we will have a figure eight procession today. It's a little too windy to go outside. I'm worried my crucifer will get blown. Um, Lord knows where, somewhere in South Kingstown. So we, um, to keep that person safe and healthy, we're going to do the procession here in the church. They will go down this side aisle. If you wish to follow behind the choir as it goes by your opening, either on the side or in the middle, by all means, jump in. We'd love to have you. Um, during that time, as you come up, if you want to um, grab your palms at that point, that's great. If you're not part of the procession, then you're welcome to pick up palms for today on your way down from the celebration, or on your way down from receiving communion. So there's two points to receive the palms. At the end of the service, we will have a dramatic presentation of the Passion, so we ask everyone to not think it's over when I give the blessing, but the Passion is coming after that, followed by a musical meditation. And then um, from there, follow me, when we get to Golgotha, we will all be invited to stand during the time of the reading of the crucifixion. Immediately following the service today, we do have a wonderful coffee hour laid out for us, but it will not be in the parish hall. It will be over in the Sunday school. And so there's two ways to get to the, or not the Sunday school, the preschool, excuse me, guys. Uh, it will be held in the preschool this morning, so people have a chance to visit the preschool and meet our teachers. If you want to know how to get there, it's fairly simple. If you want to go the quickest route is go out the main door and head over to what was the old rectory and up those stairs. If you want to go via interior route, then you go out this door and up towards the office area, past the offices, and at the very end of the hallway to the left is the door to the preschool. And then all the way in you will find um, a, tevi, a, a table heavy laden with um, refreshment. So um, those are what's happening so far this morning and our senior warden will have more announcements at the time of um, the piece.
Please stand and join in singing hymn 156, found in the blue hymnals. Palm Sunday liturgy begins on the front page of our service booklet. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love for the human race, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our nature and to suffer death upon the cross, giving us the example of great humility. Mercifully grant that we may walk in the way of his suffering and also share in his resurrection through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the book of Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear to listen to as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. 
I did not hide my face from insult and spite and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand to get up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human human form, he humbled himself, and he became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him that name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 435. 
Let us sing the first four verses prior to the reading of the gospel, verses five and six after. So please stand and join in singing hymn 435. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus and his disciples had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will spend them, send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them 
A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In roughly one month's time, we will have the opportunity to witness the coronation and crowning of Charles III of England. I can guarantee you it is going to be a day filled with pomp and circumstances, and from an Episcopal standpoint, Anglican liturgy at its best. <laughs> but beyond all of that, from an American perspective, what we will be able to watch is a ritual that is over a thousand years old. It will be a day filled with crown jewels and homage to the new king, as well as alleging one's loyalty to the head of the country. It will be a day filled with robes and splendor, rites and joy. It will be a sight for all the world to watch. And what it will have symbolically is that of power and wealth and a time of greatness for the British Empire. And even as we read about the jewels, symbols of colonialism, conquest, and oppression. It will be a day filled with symbols and actions and celebration it is a day that contrasts the coronation that we are in the midst of preparing for this week. 
Today we celebrate not a carriage ride from Buckingham Palace to Westminster, but a journey from outside the gates of Jerusalem to the temple, and over time eventually finding our ways to Christ's enthronement, not on the chair of power, but on the cross of humility. But what and who is this king coming into Jerusalem? As we heard in today's gospel, the crowd was stirred asking, who is this person? And in response, what do we hear from the people who follow Jesus from outside? This is the son of David. Think about that for a minute. This is not the Son of God, as we often refer to Jesus, a moniker borrowed, or should I say stolen, from that of the emperor who was truly seen as a sun god and one to be worshipped and bowed down to. We don't hear the term son of man most often used by Jesus to emphasize that he is the true son of Adam and like us has flesh and blood. No, here we hear the cry son of David, which hails us back to what kind of king we understand this divine king is going to be. Now let us take a little bit of a history lesson here. Because we heard about David just a couple of weeks ago, when Samuel, the prophet of Israel, was called by God to anoint a new king. He wasn't happy with the current king. And so he sent Samuel to the backwater village of Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse, who had seven sons. Jesse was a shepherd, an owner of sheep and other livestock that he cared for. That was his livelihood. And when Samuel arrives, David is nowhere to be found. He is the youngest child. He was out working in the fields, tending to their flocks, while the other sons were brought in. But the least likely of individuals is anointed by God on that day to be the next king. But who he was and what was expected of him is contained within what he did. Now let us not forget that this is the same David who as a child with a rock and a slingshot slays the great Goliath. This is the same David who over time in his reign brings Israel to the greatest of its power as an empire in its time. This is the same David who builds the first temple the same David who, tradition tells us, wrote the Psalms. This is the David chosen not to be the king of power and might, but to be the shepherd king. For God's kingdom is ruled not through power and might and oppression, 
but through justice, mercy, and compassion. It is the shepherd of Jesus' day who guided the flock, as Psalm 23 tells us, to stilled waters and verdant pastures. It is the shepherd who protects the flock from predators. It is the shepherd who seeks out the lost and returns them to the fold. This is the king and the kingship that David has been anointed to become. And this is the kingship that David demonstrates during the early parts of his reign. And so as this humble crowd of people gather around Jesus and lead him into Jerusalem, they proclaim Hosanna to the son of David, the heir of the king of Israel, by divine right, but the one who is to rule as Psalm 72 states, with God's justice for all people. Now, as historians will tell you in reading these passages from the Gospel of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, this is happening at a time when Jerusalem is filling up for the Passover. This is a time in the year when Caesar wants to make his presence known to keep the masses at bay and behaving. And so as we have this contrast between the coronation of the King of England and the coronation of Jesus on Good Friday, they had the contrast of an earthly king represented by Pilate coming into Jerusalem to demonstrate the power, the might, and the oppression of Rome at the time to keep the masses under control as Jesus simply comes in in humility on that of a donkey and a colt being praised with palm fronds by a minion of people who are his centurions. This week we will see contrast. We will, as we prepare for one to be crowned with jewels, we prepare for one to be crowned with thorns. As we prepare to see one seated on the throne of power in Westminster, we prepare to see the one enthroned on the cross itself. As we see one handed a scepter of state made with gold and great diamonds, we will see one given the scepter the scepter of the universe and godly kingdom with simply a reed. And on this day, as our liturgy takes us from this great height of celebration of his kingship to the low of his crucifixion, when we go from shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord to crucify him, we are told that each and every day, we find ourselves in a position of a choice. A choice between two kings and two kingdoms. The choice between the king of the earth of power and might, whom we oft to run to in times of fear, and the king of passion 
mercy, compassion, and justice that we seek out oftentimes in our times of greatest security. The choice we are given is no different than the choice the Israelites were given on the day that the law was handed to them at the end of the presentation by Moses. The words of the Lord are read, on this day I give you blessing and curse, life and death. The choice we make today and every day, which king do we choose? The king of life himself or the king of death? The choice is always ours and one we go between day in and day out. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to praise you, Almighty God, for the acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. On this day, he entered the holy city of Jerusalem in triumph and was proclaimed as King of Kings by those who spread their garments and branches of palm along his way. Let these branches be for us signs of his victory, and grant that we who bear them in his name may ever hail him as our King, and follow him in the way that leads to eternal life, who lives and reigns in glory with you and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us go forth in peace. In the name of Christ, amen. Let us join together in singing hymn 154.
heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the welfare of the Holy Church of God, and for the unity of all peoples, let us pray to the, to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our bishop, and for all clergy and people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president, for the leaders of the nations, and for all in authority, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this city, for every city and community, and for all those who live in them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For seasonable weather, and for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the good earth which God has given us, and for the wisdom and will to conserve it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who travel on land, on water, or in the air, or through outer space, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the aged and infirm, for the widowed and orphans, and for the sick and suffering, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Jean, Luma, Kadem, and Kadem Adams, Linda Adams, and Jeanette Alden, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the hope of the resurrection, and for all the departed, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For deliverance from all danger, violence, oppression, and degradation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the absolution and remission of our sins and offenses, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. That we may end our lives in hope, in faith and hope, without suffering and without reproach, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Defend us, deliver us, and in thy compassion, protect us, O Lord, by thy grace. Lord, have mercy. In the communion of the Blessed Mary, Blessed Peter, our patron, and all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our God. To thee, O Lord, our God. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I give to you, my own peace I leave with you. Regard not our sins, but the faith of your church. And give to us the peace and unity of that heavenly city, where with the Father and the Holy Spirit you live and reign, now and forever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. So I know it's inappropriate to ask a lady her age, but you told Drake. So Ruth, can you tell everyone how old you're going to be this month? 91. 91. <laughs> so. so the Lord be with you. Let us pray.
Watch over your child, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in his heart, in their hearts, may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday to everyone. And a special happy birthday to you. Walk in love. Uh, Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
thanks to the Lord our God. very right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord. For our sake he was lifted high upon the cross, that he might draw the whole world to himself. And by his suffering and death, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who put their trust in him. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, you in your mercy sent Jesus Christ, your only and eternal Son, to share our human nature, to live and die as one of us, to reconcile us to you, the God and Father of all. He stretched out his arms upon the cross and offered himself in obedience to your will, a perfect sacrifice for the whole world. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the memorial of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit, 
to be for your people the body and blood of your Son, the holy food and drink of new and unending life in him. Sanctify us also, that we may faithfully receive this holy sacrament and serve you in unity, constancy, and peace. At the last day, bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Bow down before the Lord. Almighty God, we pray you graciously to behold this your family, for whom our Lord Jesus Christ was willing to be betrayed and given into the hands of sinners and to suffer death upon the cross, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 168. <laughs>
The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to Matthew Jesus went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, thy will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So, leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and cudgels, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I shall kiss is the man, seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Hail, Master. And he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who was with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father, and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled, that it must be so? Then he said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber? with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But all this has taken place, that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter followed him at a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. And going inside, he sat with the guards to see what would happen. Now the chief priests and the whole council sought false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? 
What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus was silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. Why do we still need witnesses? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He He deserves deserves death. death. Then they spat in his face and struck him. And some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ. Who is it that struck you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the porch, another servant saw him, and she said to the bystanders, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you are also one of them, for your accent betrays you. Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the cock crowed, and Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him to Pilate the governor. When Jesus, his betrayer, saw that he was condemned, he repented and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. They said, What is is that that to us? us? See See to it it yourself. And throwing down the pieces of silver in the temple, he departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest, taking the pieces of silver, said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, since they are blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by the prophet Jeremiah, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel. And they gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You have said so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor wondered greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? 
Barabbas or Jesus who was called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much over him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the people to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus who is called Christ? They all said, Crucify him. And he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe upon him. And plating a crown of thorns, they put it on his head, and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat upon him, and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe, and put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they came upon a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. This man they compelled to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. They offered him wine to drink mingled with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him which read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests, with the scribes and elders, mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, Why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. 
And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place. They were filled with awe and said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. Now there are also many women there looking on from afar who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him, and Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own tomb, which he had hewn in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and departed. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead and the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone.
that made us whole. 